From the Mid-South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. How was your weekend? It was good. Got to watch a lot of high school football on Friday and Saturday and even Sunday. Some high school football games. Got to, uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching those. Good to see high school football back across the country and in certain states. Um, so enjoyed that. Then just like last weekend, uh, pool time with the kids and then uh, played some music at church on Sunday. So uh, just an easy weekend. Glad to be back in school and, and uh, enjoying our weekends. It was good to watch the high school football. Enjoyed to I actually called a little bit of one of the games. I can't remember. I think it was Alabama. It was uh, Southern Alabama. We watched that game with my son and then of course the first college game of the year was Saturday night which right. was fantastic there was a what was the first play of the the year 75 yard pitch what pitch sweep to the left 75 yard touchdown run so just a fantastic start exciting obviously it was a uh, central Arkansas I think I believe came out with a victory is that right uh, and so you know just a, a good way to start it was you know quote unquote week zero for those of y'all that follow college sports so that you know there's a lot more scheduled there was you know several other larger games that should have been held that have been pushed back but you know we will get there in a month but it was good just to you know again finally watch football on TV yeah and it's a neutral site too I was surprised to see that down in Montgomery Montgomery moved forward and, and still had the game. Small crowd, obviously, uh, with the I think they allowed two thousand people. Uh, so each school was given maybe four hundred tickets, and then the rest were, were sold or given out to the community in Montgomery. So uh, you know, really good game, and 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 it was fun all the way to the end. It was a good good game. So good to see college football back. I know you and I talk a lot off of air. Uh, you know, the dozens and dozens of sports media uh, for the last ninety days that uh, seemed determined uh, for there not to be any college football, which is surprising to me. I don't understand why you would seem to. To, uh, hope for there not to be a sport for you to cover um, because you make your living doing that. Pretty interesting, but just kind of a, a dunk on on them by the uh, college football world um, for the game Central Arkansas and Austin P on Saturday night. Well, so. What about that, what about that Austin P mascot, the guy with the monocle? You know, it's like it's that, that. Oh, the uh, governor. Yeah, the governor. Was there an that. actual mascot though? Oh yeah, it's like a guy. He's got his arms crossed. He's got the top hat on his fan, and and their turn. They have a turnover top hat. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, I didn't pay attention, but you I know, know the I know turnover the, chain. I saw it on the side of the helmet, but they didn't. There was a guy hanging out there. Oh yeah, and then then they have like so when they you know when they get an interception or a fumble recovery, they actually put a top hat on. Oh okay. Guy, and instead of the turnover chain or the turnover belt or whatever, it's a turnover top hat. Okay. So, kind of like the Monopoly. Monopoly, uh, exactly. It looks <laughs> just like that. It's, it was fantastic. So, again, a little fun and, and just glad that, that college football is back. Of course, you know, not, again, kind of a quiet weekend. It was, you know, a lot of people the first, second weekend, uh, you know, into school and, you know, people are kind of, you know, standing around here, of course, with all the virus issues going on. Uh, but, you know, this coming up weekend, of course, is Labor Day. Uh, there may be more people opening up. So, you know, uh, I don't know who's thought about Labor Day yet, but, you know, Matt, what, what, do we, you know, what can we have for Labor Day? Don't really have any plans yet. Uh, just kind of going to be around around here. <laughs> Again, like you said, nobody's traveling. We might try and catch a football game if we can on Friday night, if we're able to get into the stadium or, or, or be close by to that. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but Hernando and South Panola play at home, so uh, definitely eager to possibly do that. Other than that, just be around the, the house, be around the, the neighborhood, and um, like you said, not able to really travel or do a lot of stuff or, or visit family right now. So we'll just be here. Same here. We got trying to watch a game on Friday night, and um, you know, also may have to, to run to Natchez to pick up some furniture. So you know, I may be looking at you for the uh, Mid South Vans. That's right, Derek. The uh, podcast brought to you from the Mid South Van Studios, located here in Hernando. Mid South Vans has twelve 
and 15 passenger vans for all of your travel needs. Uh, We can help you with daily, weekly, or monthly rentals. So please give us a call at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555 for any of your van rental needs. I want to cover, you know, obviously this is the the time of the podcast where we kind of look around the county, kind of see what's going on, and also anything around the state that may apply to our county. I think one of the biggest announcements that's happened, of course it happened yesterday, it's happened since last Friday, but it did happen yesterday, uh, was the governor coming out at 2.30 and announcing that the mask mandate is in place for another two weeks. So it was set to expire at 8 a.m. on uh, the 31st yesterday. Uh, at the 2.30 press conference, he did uh, extend that to another two weeks uh, for the mask mandate. The uh, only other thing to come out of that, also, he did allow, instead of two per people per participant for sports, he's now opened it to 25%. Now, I don't know what that means. So if you're asking me how many Hernando Stadium holds, how many – you know, Center Hill, Lewisburg, Magnolia Heights, North Point, how many of their stadiums hold? You know, good luck athletic directors picking out how much grass or ground, you know, uh, constitute one person. Good luck with that. Uh, I'm glad that's not me trying to make that decision, but they will have to set some type of capacity for each field, and then the you're allowed to have 25% of that number to come into the game starting this Friday when, you know, all the, the public schools are playing. So uh, that's, you know, really the only thing. So you know, please keep wearing your mask. I know there are some people uh, that are fighting against that. I know that there are public officials publicly not wearing that. Uh, but, you know, let's let's do what we can. Our numbers are coming down. That That is uh, um, irrefutable that the, the numbers in Mississippi are declining. Now, whether it's because of testing, whether it's because of herd immunity, whether it's because that, you know, that the masks are working, it, you know, it seems to be working. So please continue to wear it. You know, if you're in school, please wear it. Uh, you know, please wear it when you go out into public places and do what you can. And, and then hopefully we can, you know, put this past us. It's not the best thing, but again, it is something that allows us to continue to stay open, allow schools to continue to stay open. Again, uh, those were kind of what was mentioned yesterday. Matt, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I noticed yesterday, Derek, you said the um, the mandate expired at 8 a.m. yesterday. Between 8 a.m. and 2.30 when he when he told us to put the mask back on. I mean, I just I drove around Hernando, and there were people just running around with that with no mask. I mean, they were just – I mean, it was mad. It was chaos, you know, uh, cats and dogs, li- whatever. Living together. Living together. But anyway, but why would you – I don't understand why you would do the mandate until 8 a.m., but your press conference in there at 2.30. Why, why would you – not do the main eight till 10 o'clock have a press conference hey did he have his little uh did he have his um did he have his uh sign language guy with him i, I didn't i didn't watch it i just I read the report afterwards on the mississippi today uh website i did not actually okay. watch I it to, live to have he has you know the uh the, the sign language the undertaker, undertaker sign yeah, language. the sign language undertaker uh, so again that's that's the uh, that's really the only statewide thing that's that's applying to desoto county at this time um, so, again, mask mandate in place for another two weeks, but it is good. They're allowing more people into the stadium. So please check with your local school officials as to what that means uh, for your team. And, and, you know, I'm sure there will be, you know, correspondence going out this week about, you know, who's allowed. Maybe it's they're, you know, gearing it more towards students, more toward parents, more towards families. You know, again, I think every school will have a decision to make or the school district as a whole may come out with a uh, with a. Uh, some type of mandate, so be looking for that uh, over the you know the next couple of days. I'd re- I'd like students to possibly you know maybe I-, I would rather my daughter go and experience her high school football game versus me oh, go yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying? I-, I hope they they steer a certain amount of tickets or passes or whatever for the- for the students of the school. I don't know if you saw that. I mean. That doesn't affect Mississippi, but Notre Dame doing that very thing. 20%. They're doing 20% capacity. Students first. Any student that wants to go gets a ticket, and then anything left over goes to faculty and staff. Kind of a cop-out by them 
starting there and that way they don't have to address boosters and donors and all that kind of stuff but i, I kind of like that way of doing it uh students should be able to go and support uh their classmates fellow classmates and stuff like that so i hope that a lot of students are, are able to get in the games versus uh you know a distant cousin or somebody just wants to go to the game like me and i agree I, and i think that i've heard that old miss i believe is five thousand will be to go to students is what i mean i'll I'll research that for Friday, but I believe that's what I heard. It was 5,000. I think they have a total of 16,000 uh, and 5,000 be going to students. So I think the schools are trying to do the right thing. Of course, you better atmosphere with the students. So um, just be looking for that. Other things that are going on locally, um, there, were, there are, obviously, this is September 1st. It is a Tuesday, and so that is the first Tuesday of the month, which means that you know, most of the Auburn meetings will be happening in the night. Uh, that includes the cities of Hernando and South Haven. Uh, Hernando, uh, if you are interested, please attend tonight, 6 p.m. at the Gale Center. Uh, this will be the um, this is the budget hearing. The, it was as mentioned last time on the podcast, or I guess last excuse me, two Tuesdays ago on the podcast. Basically, they brought the budget in. The budget was. About 900000 over budget. Uh, Alderman said, do not bring it back to us till this thing is in line. You assume that if they're going to discuss it tonight that the cuts have been made to the departments. Each department head has gone through it. They'll meet tonight, and then at 6 p.m. it is open to the public to hear what discussions, what's been cut, and then go from there. So that's really the only thing. There's a couple other things. The, the mayor's signing off on a couple of neighborhoods that have already been agreed upon and improved. And then there's a couple of there's a, 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 the sewers being assigned for the AWG building on 51. Uh, and there'll be a couple other things. Uh, one of the funniest thing was, you know, they, they have to, and this is any public entity, whenever they dispose of things, Matt, they have to go in there and they have to list what they're getting rid of, clear it a surplus, and then say, okay, this equipment, whether it be a printer or a computer, or chairs or something like that, anything that they ever get rid of and just basically throw away and not sell or not offer to the public, they have to go in there and improve. And I was looking through the list of what they're doing, and again, most of it's laptop, computers, printers. But a couple things that they are trying to get rid of are Palm Pilots. Palm Pilot, you know, that's a, um, that's a, that's a you know, it's funny to say because it was only about, what, 15, 20 years ago, Palm Pilots were precursor to what, the iPhone, to the, the Blackberry. So they are now getting rid of, uh, looks like, four Palm Pilots that have been around with the stylus and everything. Uh, you know, those are just uh, it's kind of a relic, you know, a relic that was, you know, here only 15 years ago. I mean, you and I were, again, off air, joking around about Palm Pilots, Blackberries, that type of stuff. It was very interesting. I watched a movie the other day where they were using a Blackberry. But, I mean, Blackberries are very popular, and people who, who, who used them uh, just loved them. Well, Jay-Z a- loved a Blackberry. I mean, rapped about it several times. <laughs> yeah, He's a exactly. big fan of the Blackberry. So when they destroy these, I mean, are they, I mean, is it landfill type stuff? Or they, I mean, that's a pretty big deal for a government uh, computer and printer and all that kind of stuff to be thrown away or disposed of. So how do we do it? Well, I'm not sure how, you know, how they actually get rid of it. I do know that they go and they destroy the hard drive. And it, it says they recycle it. So I don't know if that means refurbish it, uh, send it off to be refurbished. Uh, but I, I mean, they don't, they're not making money off of it. So they're not doing it's not for a sale. You know, so they're not having to do public bids or anything like that. They just actually dispose of it. So I just was thought it was interesting, you know. You know, you pull up the agendas and you're kind of going through it. And it's just a long time since you saw the word Palm Pilot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm picturing, now that I say that, I'm, I'm picturing Tom Ferguson, Gary Higdon out there smashing, <laughs> smashing like they did office on Office Space. space. <laughs> office Space style? <laughs> exactly. Like they got out there and did on Office Space, you know, when they did that. So, can you imagine that? Tom getting out there, just smacking around. Just with hammering the hammer. in slow motion with the sledgehammer exactly. and kicking it, like yep. stomping it a couple times. Everybody's wearing masks. It looks like one big protest out there. Big, just slamming computers Actually, down. Yeah, I might be, that's kind of a good idea. That'd be a lot. That'd be pretty 
pretty fun. You know, I, I would I, I would pay to watch that. Yeah, I would go to the Alderman's meeting tonight. If, if you told me sledgehammers would be there for them to smash government computers, uh, I would be I'd be there. With, you know, with with the Ghetto Boys soundtrack behind it. Yes, just, yes, uh, a fantastic movie, fantastic soundtrack. Anybody under the age of thirty or thirty five, please find the movie Office Space and watch it. I cannot recommend it more. The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Jennifer on. Anderson was in that, but barely in it. Barely in it. Um, she was a uh, uh, she was working at a knockoff of a Chili's or an Applebee's, exactly. which is fantastic. Also looking at the tonight will be the uh, other Alderman meeting is up in South Haven that we have uh, information on. Uh, South Haven. It looks like that they uh, have the resolution to fix their ad valorem tax levy, so they're fixing their budget for 2021. Uh, so all their public hearings have been done, and they're in the process of ratifying. Uh, their 20, 2021 uh, budget. It looks like that any kind of uh, ad valorem tax levy. So basically, setting their taxes for the for the next year, uh, and then also the resolution intent for the water and sewer revenue bond that they're issuing. So again, both of these are online one hour after the meeting is over. Both of them have their own, I guess, YouTube channel set up that we mentioned uh, last time that you can go on. You can watch the meeting in whole about an hour or so after it is posted, and then of course, usually about two or three weeks later, you can find the minutes online. And again. I know that sometimes people might find, okay, this is boring to even talk about or to mention, but these are things that happen in your city that you can, you know, have a say-so uh, that you need to look for. And Tuesday at six o'clock is, is you know, not, not great for everybody, but it doesn't mean, to, that does not mean that you'll miss out on what's happening. You can find it online. Uh, you can watch it at your own free time. Or again, you can just read the minutes if you're just trying to get the gist of it. Yeah. And you know, most people in today's world feel like, what, what's going on in my, in, in my community? Well, let me look on Facebook and see what's going on. That's not the case, guys. Uh, Educate yourself. The Alderman meetings, the first and third Tuesday of every month. Uh, that's where our our, our civic um, responsibilities happen. That's where the decisions are made. To if you have an issue with your street, if you have an issue with heck an animal shelter, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's where this starts. That's where this gets talked about and, and decided on. So don't forget that. And please, uh, you know. Check out those YouTube channels to see what's going on uh, in South Haven, Hernando, to keep up with that. And, and again, we'll, we'll bring you the highlights of those on Friday, uh, every Friday after the Tuesday meetings. And that goes for both Alderman meetings and for planning commission meetings. Podcast brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services, business cards, banners, screen printing for t-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs. Whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion or church group, the ladies at The Print House can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105 or find them online at theprinthousems.com. That's 662 298 3105 or theprinthousems.com. Podcast also brought to you by Precision Services, also located here in Hernando. Whether you're a real estate flipper or a homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations. With over 20 years experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business, Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. That's 662-469-4189. Mention the podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's Precision Services in Hernando. As we do every Tuesday, we're going to bring to you the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week given to us by Rob Long, provided to us by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum. He is the curator. The Sutter County Museum is 
Mississippi's best small, mu- small museum when it opened in 2003, and it's open Tuesday through Saturdays from 10, and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission, of course, is always free, and donations are welcome. So again, they're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And again, if you've never been there, I highly recommend going to see it. It's, it's a very well-done museum right in the, um, right the middle of Hernando on Commerce Street. And, and you know, wonderful, as I said, Holocaust Museum is in there, as well as, you know, just stuff. And it also, if you have anything to donate to the museum, anything that your family has held, maybe here in a long time, or anything that you may find, please consider it, you know, uh, donating to the museum. Uh, Rob does a great job in, in maintaining it uh, and does a wonderful job curating it. And so just please reach out to him if you have uh, anything that you want to donate to the museum. The fact this week is that in 1845, John Lavin had moved to Hernando from Commerce, which was located on the banks of the Mississippi River due west of Hernando. He brought his printing press and started publishing a newspaper almost as soon as he arrived. It was time for an election for new officials in Hernando, and John agreed to allow his name to be put up. Much to his surprise, John Lavin was elected mayor. The constable in 1845 was Nathaniel B. Forrest. His treasurer was a Mr. Duff. The board of aldermen was composed of F. Cogbill, J.T. Mosley, Dr. H. Dockery, W.H. Johnson, and John D. Fennell. His new paper was called The Phoenix. It carried advertisements for Dockery Dry Goods, S. Carmichael, a druggist, and others. And then by 1852, Jacob W. Dixon had been elected sheriff, was prob- John W. Vance was probate court judge, George Foote the probate court clerk, and then tax assessor was Samuel T. Cobb. The state legislator set the limit on local taxes to 50% of the amount the state charged on real estate and only 24% of the amount the state charged, excuse me, changed on personal property. John Lavin appointed mayor uh, in 1845, as well as also had the first paper in the area called the Phoenix. Man, that's awesome. I mean, I can't imagine 1840. So in 1845, we're talking about moving a printing press from across the Mississippi River over to Hernando to start a paper. And then we just talked about disposing of computers and Palm Pilots and stuff like that. I'm 150 years. I mean, what an amazing segue. I mean, like you said, in 150 years, uh, how much the world changed and and so forth. So fact of the week given to us by the uh, DeSoto County Museum. A couple other local things going on. Uh, You know, we've mentioned last week, excuse me, last time that the Hernando movie night will be September 19th at Renaissance Park. Again, this is a drive-in movie that Hernando will be doing. The drive-in will open at 5.30. The movie will be shown at dusk sometime around 7 p.m., 7 to 7.15 p.m. And the movie will be Wizard of Oz. So again, $5 per car. So, you know, if you want to cram 10 in your car, assuming that you're all family and wearing masks, if you're not family, uh, we have, uh, it will open at 5.30 on the 19th. Again, the movie will start about 7 or 7.15 and the movie will be The Wizard of Oz. So I think, look, it's just something that's unique. That's being offered this has obviously never been done this way before in Hernando. They have had movie nights. You know, on the 4th of July, they had it at Conquer Park before. But this is the first time that we're doing it as a drive-in. And I think, you know, just, you know, the city is really, you know, doing what they can to reach out to, you know, gain interest in the community. And we're not able to, you know, necessarily have events and that's you know, sort of thing in, in, you know, in person, you know, next to each other. Like several, you know, there's several events that would have gone on by now that, you know, either be fundraisers or just, you know, just fun parties that have not been able to take place. So this is the way of city being creative, coming out, trying to do this. So I hope that, you know, if you have you know, young kids or even uh, young at heart to come out and, and enjoy the, the drive-in movie. Yeah, I watched uh, CBS Sunday Morning uh, this past Sunday, talked about drive-in movies. Uh, Derek, it used to get uh, at, at its peak over 4,000 or there around 4,000 drive-ins. 
and that now has slowed down to about 300 drive-ins. And so uh, just an amazing stat right there, uh, the thought of the drive-in movie, how big it was at one time uh, and what it's become now. But, I mean, again, our movie theaters now get better high definition and better and better uh, experiences um, each and every week for kids and stuff. So, uh, anyway, but, yeah, just a great experience. Hopefully, uh, movie night, September 19th with the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, shout out to them for putting that on. Um, hopefully, it'll be a great experience. And then remember, Renaissance Park is just south of uh, the square on 51, right past Oak Grove Road. So, if you're familiar with Oak Grove Road, taking your kids to school, just go another 500 yards on the right-hand side. That's where Renaissance Park is. Yeah, my parents, they actually, you know, they were – and the generation going to drive-in movies, of course, they'd be sneaking people in the trunk or something like that because yeah. it was per person. But now this is only $5 per car, so hopefully you don't have to sneak somebody in the trunk to come watch this movie. Quick story. The school I went to in Alabama, there was a drive-in movie just north of there in Piedmont, Alabama. And I went twice, and my car's running lights wouldn't turn off. And so uh, I almost got into a fight with a guy because my car's running lights, I couldn't figure out how to turn them off because they were really bright. And he, he it made him mad because he couldn't see the screen or something. But, I mean, you know, leave it up to Piedmont. Alabama to almost get into a fight. Paid by Alabama? Piedmont, Alabama, absolutely. Uh, the other thing that's going on that new that we have not mentioned yet is the NOAA's 5K. Those of y'all that are runners or have understood, you know, have, have done the, the 5K in the past, this is a great organization that is uh, put on by the Maddox Foundation. It's going to, you know, there's a, Noah was a, a young man who lost his life at, at way too young of an age, and he would really enjoy being outside and doing, um, you know, just skydove and, and rollerbladed and, and played hockey and all those things. And so, uh, you know, in his memory, they do this 5K every year, and the proceeds go to for Noah's gift. And Noah's gift is, you know, uh, young individuals can apply that want to have, an exp- uh, you know, some kind of wonderful experience, uh, you know, that, that Noah would have wanted to have. And so they can apply for a grant to be able to have that experience. And so that's what the money is raised for. 5K is usually in September, October every year, uh, used on a weekend. And and it's it's a unique 5K because not only can you run, but you can also rollerblade, you can skate, uh, you can scooter. And so they have all type of prizes for the different modes of, of, of transportation. This year, though, of course, like a lot of the 5Ks, it's been relegated to a virtual 5K. And so it starts today. Uh, September 1st all the way through September 30th and so what you do is is that you sign up you can go to just go type in Noah's uh, gift or Noah's 5k 2020 you'll find the sign up page on the internet you can go in there and you can sign up virtually and then what they'll do is that at any point from September 1st through September 30th a group or an individual can record their time using the RunKeeper app so if you have the app on your phone the RunKeeper app you're familiar with that pull that up and then those who are registered will you know you'll receive an email in that email you'll be able to put your results so you need to take a you know, maybe a screenshot of the runkeeper when you're finished. And then they can, you can either upload them manually or you can upload them from the RunKeeper app. So you can either, you know, if you use Strava or something else, you can take a picture and upload it that way, or they encourage you to use the RunKeeper app. It'll be, and then you can just, you know, use the app and you'll find Noah's gift and enter it that way. There will be two packet pickups. So you will get a t-shirt just like you would during a normal race. There'll be two packet pickups. The first will be at the AIM AIM Mail Center on Church Road from September 18th on September 18th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and the second will be at the Maddox Foundation from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on September 25th. So again, if you're interested in doing that, please go type in Noah's Gift 5K 2020. Find the link, go in there and register. And again, just any time the next 30 days, run your race, record your race, submit your race, and then either on the 18th or the 25th. 
Go by and pick up your packets. Just a great event, Derek. You and I, have, we've, we've worked it or volunteered it with the uh, crew, Fernando, uh, several times. We've, we've run it a couple of times. Uh, you, you may still run it. Uh, your boy here does not. Um, so uh, I, I just hand out water uh, most of the time. But, uh, again, wonderful event that uh, has come about out of a tragic situation and uh, just very uh, inspirational what they continue to do uh, with that each and every year. So, uh, again, shout out to those people for carrying on the fight and, and just doing a wonderful thing. Um, it's a, it, it's really sad the way it has to go this year, but you got to think outside the box in today's world, and that's what they've done. So uh, please support them uh, in any way you can. Um, whether it be walking, running, uh, skating, it doesn't matter. Just put together your family and, and, and do something like that. Donate towards the cause. Uh, just a great thing. We can kind of piggyback off the 5K and turn to sports. Obviously, running is, is a type of a sport. and so. But the main sport that we care about this week, of course, is the start of high school football. That's now, right. We do have a couple of games that we need to recap from last week. As, as we mentioned, there were one, one game was played on Thursday night, which we already covered. That was the North Point game that we covered on Friday. The other one that was held on Friday night that was uh, – actual a regular season game was Magnolia Heights versus Fayette Academy. Now, if you remember, we had uh, Magnolia Heights was our pick. We picked the Chiefs to win. We did, we did. But then in the Battle Royale, we had the Vikings defeating the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, so, Matt, how did the uh, game turn out? Well, the game turned out 41-12, Magnolia Heights. Uh, Magnolia Heights moved to 2-0 on the season. Just took the Vikings behind the woodshed there. It, it was not even close. So, like you said, our picks moved to 2-0. Uh, actually, just 2-0 with the Chiefs, really. So, Ryan Magnolia Ride Heights. the Chiefs, yes, exactly. And then uh, and then the, the mascot pick, uh, the Chief, uh, he kind of he took it to us, Derek. He, he said, uh, I'll show you. And uh, the Chiefs beat the Vikings uh, in the mascot pick. So, we're now 1-1 one one in the mascot not, picks. Not only did he tomahawk it, he scalped it. He I scalped mean, the whole it, thing. no doubt. whole thing. Absolutely. Took off the little helmet with the horns. We yeah. Took the helmet off with the horns. It was done. It was it was an ugly sight. It, it was yeah. It was it was it was it was brutal. Uh, but great win for the for the Chiefs. And so they uh, Magnolia Heights actually this weekend. We'll turn our attention to some games this week. Magnolia Heights travels to Heritage in Columbus to try and go to three and zero. So uh, look for Magnolia Heights traveling to Heritage to try and go three and zero on Friday night. All right. Also this Friday, of course, is the start of the public school year regular season. There were scrimmages held this past weekend. Uh, Hernando played at Center Hill. Hernando ended up winning. 15-14. There was a couple other ones. I know that Lewisburg played Independence in a scrimmage. And so there was a couple of scrimmages, but we're focusing on, of course, as we said last week, that's practice. The games have started now. Uh, was to start this week. And so there's several to highlight uh, coming up. And so what we're going to do is we have uh, reached out to the coaches. We have gotten their information. We will preview each team or all the teams that we have by Friday. Uh, we will preview. And, of course, coaches, again, we, we ask you, parents, if you're listening, to please just you know ask your coach, ask your player if his coach has sent the information in. I will say that we have four high schools in. I have one that is supposed to be getting their information, so we should have at least five to preview on Friday. But we'd love to have all eight if, if we don't have all eight, of course course we will reach out and as soon as we get that whatever week that happens to be we will preview that so parents if you're a fan of that school don't worry we will get to your school uh but again we do have several games this week Matt, what's the probably the highlight for the week uh, in this area uh, in this area I, I definitely would have to say hernando versus sal panola like we talked about earlier with the government uh, mandates a uh, little bit larger crowd hopefully more students uh kind of a better game day atmosphere for uh, hernando to get a win against sal panola it's going to be very tough i don't think we have to even uh just going off the names, Derek, we don't necessarily have to rosters and the game breakdowns and so forth, but just the history of the two teams. Uh, Sal Panola just uh, has been a power, top five power in North Mississippi for, for years now. And uh, you would assume that they're going to come in here ready to run the football and you know get the season started uh, with a victory. And then North Point, uh, where your son plays, travels to St. George's. Uh, so um, 
St. George's has, has been a playoff contending team for years, and uh, so North Point's got their their hands full. A couple other games, D.C. plays Arlington, so DeSoto Central plays Arlington, and then Lewisburg uh, hosts Bahia. So uh, Lewisburg hosts Bahia. Derek, that may be our mascot pick right there. That's going to be the Bahia Chiefs against the Lewisburg Patriots, so we may have to talk about that. that may well, be also, we, also, we have a Tiger versus a Tiger that, uh, also. We do, and we talked about that. I mean, a Tiger versus a Tiger, that's eh, got to do a little research there. Are we the Bengal Tigers or, you know, like Tiger would y'all? I mean, what are we talking about there? Anyway, uh, and then North Point, the Trojans playing the St. George Griffins, which if you know anything about the Griffins, uh, you'd have to do a little research on that. It's uh, I can't even describe it, Derek. What is a Griffin? A Griffin is a mythical lion with the wings of a bird that we will break down on Friday. Let's just say it's probably not going to, if you have a mythical creature that spits fire, that's, that's going to be tough. So yeah. Things that spit fire, that's the key right there. That, that, anything that can spit fire... From 20 feet away, they got a shot. All right, we also have, we'll be previewing Holmes County versus Olive Branch. Uh, Holmes County versus Olive Branch. They're coming to Olive Branch this week. And then we also have a Cenotopia, Lake Cormorant, excuse me, going to Cenotopia. Lake Cormorant going to Cenotopia. Uh, it will also be a, another game that we're going to preview. So again, parents, coaches, uh, please get us the information when you can. We would love to, uh, again, we've got some of them. We'll look forward to it. We look forward to talking about the players on the air. And so, uh, again, if you reach out to us, if you have not already, and we will be looking to break down those games. Derek, the most important thing that parents and coaches or anybody that hears our shows can do, the most important thing they can do is go to the bottom of, the, of whatever podcast provider they use, hit subscribe, so we can go grow our subscribers, which helps us to stay on the air. It helps us to uh, continue working like this. It, it helps us to, to grow our, our reach and, 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 out, uh, and, and our output each and every week. So if you like what you hear on the podcast, share it with friends. Put it on Facebook. Put it on uh, any of your social media, Instagram, anything like that. Share it, share it, share it. So so uh, aunts, uncles, and, and some of these parents, I'm sorry, some of these players even, can hear their names on the, the podcast. So that's kind of what Derek and I have wanted to, to do is, is spotlight uh, local news, spotlight local kids, and spotlight the amazing things going on in Hernando and DeSoto County at large. Uh, looking forward to more high school football this uh, week. Our Friday shows, as we've mentioned, will go a little bit longer than, than the other shows uh, possibly, just because we have more to, to, to recap and talk about. So super excited about high school football uh, getting started back, North Point being in action, as well as the public schools uh, starting the regular season. So last thing, Derek, Shout out to these administrators at the schools, the administrators and the teachers, for, to them to, to just continue to, to fight the good fight and, and, and work hard to uh, keep our kids safe. But at the same time, Derek, mainly educate our kids. I mean, we've talked about it so many times off air. The kids that for the last five months uh, struggled to find a meal, for the last last five months, um, you know, struggled to get a hug. I mean, that's what to me, uh, watching the, the football game last Friday night, uh, a team won in overtime. Uh, it was a team out of Ohio playing a team in Indiana. They won in overtime, and, and I, I got emotional a bit watching the kids jump up and down and really enjoy that big win and that opportunity. That's a memory they'll never ever forget and I think we lose sight of, of how important that is uh, when we're talking about coronavirus we're talking about all these different things but man these kids need to have those experiences because those are things that can stick with them forever I agree and I think that you know one of the the sad parts about this I mean I know we are the, the officials are doing their best to try to curb the virus to try to to mitigate the impact of it but I think that the main thing is is that also in regards to school just the public the health the emotional health of the student uh, I know that you know several students emotionally 
emotionally need to be around other kids. They don't know, you know, when they have too much free time, what do they do? And I think that one of the things, and it's been written about, but I think so far it's not really been being able to be studied because we're still, you know, still kind of new, only five months in, is what this is going to, what kind of impact this is going to have for their lifetime. I mean, you know, so you're being told for five months not to be near people, not to touch people, not to hug people, you know, and so, you know, there's some people, some kids, some adults that emotionally feed off of contact, emotionally feed off of whether the contact be physical contact or just conversational contact. And so it's been very tough. And I, and I think that there, I think there will be some psychological damage done from this. Uh, and again, I don't know what that looks like, but I, I do. I know that, um, you know, I've got family members who have struggled with this that have, you know, just not able to communicate, not able to touch, not able to understand. And we're not talking about four-year-olds. We're talking about teenagers. We're talking about adults who have been, you know, this has really affected them emotionally. And I think that that's going to be a big thing is that, you know, whenever, you know, normalcy comes back again, what the long-term effect is is going to be. And I, I hope the damage is not too great, but I do fear that there will be you know, some type of some type of effect on this generation. And, and it, it concerns me. Now, I'm not saying we're not doing the right thing in some instances. I'm, I, in no way am I saying run around and start hugging and kissing each other. But I am saying that there is some type of emotional effect. And I think that, you know, through the thing of sports, like you're talking about on the celebration, just to see just in just the outpouring of how much has been pent up for five months. You know, I just I worry about what that looks like, you know, on a larger scale. And I caught myself there at the end of the game. And I know we've kind of switched from, from this to topic. At the end of the game I saw a a number of players from the other teams uh you know talking to each other hugging each other which I mean I, you and I both know is is typical in the normal uh year uh you you shake hands or that type of stuff but man I, I really feel like a lot of those kids uh it, w- it was different because those kids were sharing a moment there of, of of just um competitiveness but at the same time mutual respect for one another and glad to be back out there and 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 happy to to have a senior season or have a football season and I'm telling you we're going to look up five years from now 10 20 years from now and and watch the the the, the things of, of missing out on an entire baseball season you know or a kid getting to play 10 games his senior year and then just being uh, stopped you know that should frustrate us um, because it's I can't imagine being uh, told all right your career as a baseball player is over your career as a football player is over you know grab your stuff clean your locker out uh, and and it's amazing to me so anyway uh, on, on the topic uh, looking forward to high school sports the positivity of high school sports and that's what we're going to do here at the end of the water tower podcast is uh, continue to push that so if you like what you hear be sure and look us up on facebook at utw podcast that's utw podcast on facebook on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod that's utw pod on twitter utw podcast on instagram and on facebook utw podcast we put out our new shows each and every week uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays. So if you like what you hear, please share it with the community. And most importantly, hit the bottom, at, hit the subscribe button at the bottom of your podcast provider. Derek, anything else? That's it, Matt. Again, as always, enjoy being here and uh, and just talking with you and look forward to Friday. Absolutely. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.